When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Kimpy, get it. Yeah, I know you're up and about. I'm up and about. Louis Herman, what's up and about? We've got Robbie in the house. We've got Neeps on the panels. And we've got Aroha keeping us up to date throughout the morning. It's a big good morning to you, Aotearoa New Zealand, on a Wednesday, the 22nd of March. And it's just after 6 o'clock. A big good morning to you, Tony Kim. Morena, Morena Dagger. Yes, mate. Oh, what a day. What a day. It's. I'll tell you what, a little bit muckeretty outside too with the... Uh, oh, freezing I, down here. Oh, yeah, man. I just noticed that this morning. Jumped out, had a bit of frost on the... Well, frosty sort of windows, you know. Don't be frost over with hard ice, but um, you jump in the car, seats are cold. It's like, yep, well, that was summer if we had it. It has been <laughs> and it is gone. It is absolutely... About the turn back to, uh, I always, I always know that too. Like end of March, footy season starts. That's when you start to go. Mm. Yeah, we're we're here. Winter's winter's on its way. Yeah, get the boots out, get the mouth guards out. We're ready to rip in. And my young little fellow Arlo, he's ready to get into some ripper rugby. Constantly asking me, when are we going to training, Dad? Well, the rain is here. I said to him, when it's cold, son. So no doubt he'll pop out this morning because it's absolutely freezing down here in Ōtetahi, Christchurch. Um, and we've got a big day today. We've got uh, PGG rights and turf. We're going to head to field days after this. So it'll be interesting to see if that's going to take place later on this morning. If you're a, th- a lawn enthusiast like myself, you're going to head down there and uh, check out all the latest mowers, all the latest turf. And get a bit of understanding why this power continues to grow on my lawn. So, uh, yeah, we're looking re- really, really looking forward to, to ripping in. But, yep, she's cold and, and the tides are turning in terms of the weather. Take care. Look after yourselves. Plenty of rain here. I haven't been able to see if Lake Dag has formed this morning. Hopefully we haven't because, honestly, it was pouring down. Is torrential right? rain throughout the night. Torrential, Kempi. She was pretty, um, pretty crazy. And then I thought... Well, it's meant to clear. These next couple of days are meant to be mint. But um, yeah, it still hasn't cleared as of yet. But uh, that's okay. But there's plenty to talk about. And we know we want to talk about that one topic. But we're going to be talking through, uh, about it throughout the morning. We've got plenty of time to have our reaction to what happened yesterday afternoon at about 4 o'clock when Razor Ray was announced as All Blacks coach. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Our Kennard's higher phone lines will be hot and open throughout the morning, but Kempe, Kempe, league, the Warriors announced their team mm. to take on the Bulldogs. A couple of changes coming into that side. Charles Nickel Klogstag has been announced to start at fullback. You've got Freddie Lussick coming into the hooker role, hasn't played this year. Uh, this year. Uh, he's been out, but uh, he played 11 times last year. You've got Jackson Forden for Mitch Barnett, who was out with a neck injury. And the yeah, big loss, big loss. But Jackson Ford saw signs with him in the preseason to fill, fulfill that role. It reminds me of Peter Brown. Uh, you know, played with me in the Kiwi team uh, mm. throughout the nineties. You know, he's a he, 
I think he could play in the middle at front row quite easily, but he looks very skillful and has hit the ground running this year. Come from come from the clouds, mate. Jackson Ford, um, unfortunate to with a with chance to have to sit out a week with this HIA um, protocol, but they both get back in. But Mitch Barnett losing him, um, I said they might struggle in the middle by moving him to the left edge last week, and the Ford stepped up. They're going to have to step up this week because Mitch Barnett tops the tackle count week in, week out um, in these first three weeks. And someone, oh, to pick that up with Lussick joining the middle too, because Wade Eagle was going real good in at hooker. So a couple of big, big changes uh, and mm. against the Canterbury side, that's going all right as well. So, um, look, I think after that chat with Webby yesterday, he's got the got their feet on the ground. He knows what they, you know, he knows what he needs to do. He knows what the the team need to do. And the team, I think, are listening to their coach and and are ready to go out there and deliver again. But yeah, big change, big changes. Um, chance at the back, I think that adds to the team definitely. He played Mate, really shut well. Down. They've shut down the conversations in regards to chasing a potential hooker because they've got plenty plenty of options at their disposal, they feel. So they're chasing someone over in the Leeds outfit uh, to potentially come over and play in that hooker role, but they've shut down those conversations. Good option. What a right decision in the end? Oh, look, I still think they need a hooker. I still think they need a hooker. I don't think three rounds into a competition when they're going all right see, <laughs> fixes the problems that they have in that hooking position, um, and I'm, you know the young kid that they're chasing up from Leeds, it, the name escapes me at the moment, I have watched him play, he can play too. He's walked out apparently of his, his Leeds contract chasing a, a start in the NRL. I'd say he'd have a, a few clubs Cruise looking at Yeah, it goes, goes real good. It goes real good, young fella. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's, they're, they're few and far between good hookers at the moment. Uh, I, I actually think Wade Egan on the back of what this Ford pack, Mitch Barnett, um, Neil Corday, uh forward, you know, Adam Fenua Blake are doing, I think he's going all right at the moment. So, you know, this, it's always injury, as we said, that you go through double figures and in injuries during a 26-round NRL season. And do we have the depth? Well, we get to have a look at Lussick this weekend. You know, he is he is slight. He's he's light in the middle of the park, and he'll get plenty of runners running at him. I'm pretty sure if I was uh, Cameron Serraldo, I'd be aiming my big left edge at him and um, kick out if he sees him and hitting him back on that that cutter runner that comes back underneath the 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 edge edge five eight and heads straight back into the middle of the park at the likes of Lussick. So uh, I know Webby, he would have have worked on that. And, yep, plenty of traffic coming his way this weekend. Mate, when you think of Serraldo and the coaching group, what he's done at the Bulldogs, yes, it's only early days, and we tend to get super excited. Why I do, because... I tipped them last year, and I got laughed at from Eddie Johns. <laughs> you know, and now Serrato's gone there, and, and his coaching group, and they went to Melbourne, and they destroyed Melbourne at home, which is unfathomable when you're a league man. You think, no one can go there and do what they did, but they did it, and they're, they're in a bit of a, well, they got a bit of a confidence amongst the group. They had a cultural round last week, and they had a big crowd there, and Mate, have you, have you seen signs for the Serrato group and a change that he's been able to make? A, a team that's been there, it's won titles before, but they've slipped away. you got Phil Gould amongst it, you got got uh, Serrato gone in there, and he's come from a Panthers outfit that knows the, how they need to win. Like, this this Bulldogs outfit, how do you see it? 
Yeah, look, I, I see, I think Phil Gould knows how to build uh, a club. You know, you look at just what Penrith uh, are at the moment. Phil Gould's got a lot to do with that, putting that performance centre down there in Penrith and and creating a, a localism that has brought through all these young kids that are playing first grade today and, and filling spots, you know, losing big stars and filling spots because that high performance centre he has in Penrith is so good. So having the opportunity to do that in Canterbury along with a a Penrith coach, because that's the other thing this weekend. The the battle is really um, Cameron Soroldo, Andrew Webster, both the assistant coaches for Ivan Cleary, only only last year up against each other for the first time. So they'll know each other inside out, and it'll be one of those games where you're looking across at your mate, going, "Yeah, I've got to get the first one against you." <laughs> Um, so it'd be a little bit of banter with that, but I do like what Canterbury are doing. One of the big things that they've done is they've brought back all their old boys. And if you have a look at the Warriors, they are starting to do that too. So they're ambassadors with Monty Owen, Wairangi back in that cultural space. Um, Kevin Campion, who spoke to Staffy earlier in the week. There's there's that feel of, you know, old, old boys, boys who've had success at the club coming back in to help them out. And um, it's no surprise that Cameron Sorolda and Andrew Webster are doing that. So there's some good signs across across both teams at the moment, both with the same record, a couple of wins and a loss. Uh, you're dead right, Canterbury going down to Melbourne. No, no one does that. Melbourne get uh, Munster back this weekend but lose uh, Jerome Hughes uh, through suspension. It's uh, look, it, You look at the games this week is across, and I had a... Uh, a look at it this morning and went through, you know, because they select the teams on Tuesday. Man, it's going to be another good weekend of football. You know, mm. you got Brisbane playing the Dolphins. You've got first up Parramatta playing Melbourne, both desperate for a, to, uh, Penrith. Uh, Parramatta playing Penrith, the, the Battle of the West. Like the games are just set up at the moment with with where your position is on the ladder, where you go, well, who am I going to pick? Like Maltese, if you could pick it, would be <laughs> out the gate. <laughs> but that. that- um, Broncos Dolphins game. They've sold. They sold it out like in a couple of hours or a couple of minutes. It was something f- phenomenal that they were able to sell it. And then you look at the member numbers. Well, the Dolphins are sitting at twenty thousand members, signed on members already, plus another five thousand since I've started winning games. Three thousand, uh, three games straight. So people have started to believe. Like this game, it feels like it's an Origin game at Suncourt, the Battle of Brisbane. It's going to be taking place. And so you got two form teams, and everyone's talking about like the, the Dolphins. They are riding a bit of a wave at the moment. They're one injury or a couple of injuries. That was the only doubts last year we had is with, with the Dolphins is the injuries that could impact this team. But continue to ride this wave because it is something um, to, to enjoy as a league fan. So well done. If you're a Dolphins supporter and you're over there in Brisbane, you're able to go to that game. It will be so, so good. What are our ticket numbers for the sale? Of uh, the Warriors the war- game, is it yeah. sold out yet? No, look, apparently the sales are going really well. I'm, I'm expecting mm. a big crowd in there uh, come Sunday afternoon at four o'clock kickoff. There'll be it's a great it's a great day on a Sunday at four when you're playing you're playing yep. during the day. You know that's our normal um, time to play rugby league in this country. Of course, it's our first game at home, so the way that the Warriors are going, expecting a big crowd down there. But just talking a little bit more about this Dolphins Bronco game. Here is an example of why a second team in New Zealand will work. You know what I mean? So you've got Redcliffe, basically, which is everyone saying, don't call them the Dolphins, call them Redcliffe. And we're up against the Broncos, the other team in town, and we're battling it out. You know, you could just could you imagine a team, another New Zealand team coming up here to play or playing somewhere oh, else yeah. in New Zealand, say at the new stadium down in Christchurch? 
and you got two New Zealand teams playing, it'd be it'd be crazy. It sort of brings back that tribalism within your country, within your <laughs> you know, state. And you're right about um, the Dolphins and Broncos. Look, I think for me, Manly and the Broncos are two standout teams in the competition after three rounds. Um, you have a look at the way Manly are playing. They're just so dominant at the moment. But the way that the Broncos made St. George look average in the end, because it was a close game up until 10 minutes to go, Reese Walsh getting a couple again. Um, yeah, they just, they, they, those young kids, they look like they've grown up. Those young kids yeah. in that Brisbane side, they look like they've grown up. So that's a question I want to ask you, Louis. Louis Herman, well, good big good morning to you, my friend. Um, Reese Walsh. Like, I've been watching this Reese Walsh, and I'm thinking, where were you? Where were you, Reese? Like, <laughs> as a Warriors fan, you'd be thinking, yeah, we saw signs of him, um, you know, being competitive and showing his form, but over there, he has been on a level, like, just goes to shows when you're happy and, you, and your life's, you know, complete outside. Rugby take care, f- football take care of, takes care of itself. Like, Reese Walsh, have you been surprised with his? Form as of late, Louis. Morning, boys. Um, I mean, probably not because you knew what talent mm. he had, but he was always. I mean, he's just so young. Like he's just mm. so, so, so young. So, so prone to stupidity. Right? We're just all idiots at, at a certain age, and you yeah. know, he's probably back in a more conducive environment to succeed, closer to where he grew mm. up. You know, in hindsight, the I don't think. Reese Walsh. Actually, we knew this. Reese Walsh was never the Warriors' saver, especially in the mm. in that Warriors squad. You know, it'd be a bit. This is the thing with the Warriors that Kempi has always spoken about. You have to take swings because you can't get the guys at the. You can't get Joey Manu when Joey Manu is Joey Manu, right? So you got to try to get them when when they're not the player that they will once be, and then hope that mm. they can kind of evolve faster, and then you know, they feel some sort of loyalty, but it just didn't work out. So I'm not surprised. Kimpy, would you? No, nah, look, look, it's a, there's a telling picture that came up this week um, when Reese got his first Broncos jersey. And if, I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember the conversation last year. He actually said, look, I've got a child and I need to get home. And he's holding his baby. You know what I mean? So you, you think about it as, you know, we're both parents and you've got your yeah. your, your kid and you're in an your environment that you, you, you grew mm. up in and you're home and you're happy and... And around it, you know, the one thing I've noticed about Reese Walsh, and even though they've got that banter, you know, that American banter when they're scoring tries and carrying on like pork chops, I think, um, <laughs> they they are Brisbane pretty solid in the in the way that they behave, you know. And I think mm. I think you've got to take your hat off to Kevy Walters in this instance because he was under the pump mm. with that side that went. He was in the eight and got bundled out of it with losing eight in the row. I think it was eight in a row at the back end of the season got bundled out. They were never – they were in the four at one stage. They went to the back end of the eight, and then they got bundled out the end. Because everyone knew – I think Matty Johns picked them last year to play in the final. Because everyone knew with the pain horses and, and the likes that are in that side that those kids could play football. That's what I mean. Like, you look at them last week, for instance, where they hung in that game and blew them off the pitch in that last 15 minutes – it looks seriously looks like that Brisbane team, scary as it is, have grown up. They mm. Payne Haas, did you watch that game? Payne yeah, Haas was, was going through it's the line, unreal. and if I was a, if I was a fullback, I'd be just running every line off him because he just was <laughs> just blokes couldn't. Hit. He was like like the Hulk, mate. Well, here's a nice little pass to you on the right. Here's one <laughs> on the left. You know, it's it's so good to watch. So, um, Reese Walsh is a benefactor of of how well that. 
that Brisbane side's yep. going. And and Louis's right. He wasn't the Warriors' saver saviour. There was a big cultural shift that had to happen within the the Warriors' side. And I think you know Andrew Webster has gone gone a long way to to shift that. And the conversation he had with us on 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 Monday, which we played yesterday, basically said, "Keep your feet grounded." And and like you said with Toyu Harris, like we're anxious. We don't know where we stand if if we got a position one <laughs> week from the other. It's really funny because I was talking to Jay about it last night. It sort of reminds me of two thousand and one, mm. when we just sort of you know came in and didn't really care about players. Just wanted to pick team, a team that wanted mm. to play. Um, it feels a little bit like that. He's got them all sort of sitting there going, well, am I being picked this week? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely totally agree there, Kempi. And Louis, thank you so much for your thoughts on, on Reese Walsh. And talking a bit of rugby league, remember today, three from four, run it straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt, so you'll get your rugby league fix. And the Dolphins are riding a wave of gold, is he, from Tim? They surely are. And spot on, tribalism, Southern Bears, the Warriors, yes please, Uncle PJ. That is from PJ, and well, I caught up with Colin Mansbridge yesterday and gave him a little wink and said, come on, CEO. How good would it be to see a new Southern Bears team down at that new yeah. stadium and he had a wee little giggle and he said, well, I can I can see a chairman in you one day, Israel. And I said, hell no, politics and dag, no good. Nearly got <laughs> fined when I went that when I went that way. But anyway, we'll continue to carry on because we've covered a lot of league chat and it is now time to give away a pair of brand new, all new ZG23 Ranger golf shoes from Adidas. So who do you think? Or what do you think Scott Razor Robinson's favourite club is in the bag and why? Double eight double three or 0800 150 if you want to win these shoes. They're absolute doozies. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to start it off. Oh, I think it's the, it's the Pitching Wedge. Pitching Wedge will be his favourite club. Because he continued to chip away, and he chipped away, and he chipped away, and he chipped away, and he chipped away, and, he chipped away, and finally, he got that hole in one, and his life is complete. So pitching wedge for me, lads, pitching wedge. Hold yours, we'll come back after the break and get your club of the bag, and uh, let us know, double eight, double three. The pitching, wag, uh, pitching wedge for Dagger will be his club of choice, I feel. And it's now 22 past six, and it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Sandwich for me, surfer. <laughs> nice. Loves a beach. Loves it. Loves a bunker. Loves a beach. Hey, um, hey, we got a new All Blacks coach, boys, and we're going to rip into this right through, right through till nine o'clock. We, I love what you're doing as you were pacing ourselves because it's, it's so <laughs> there's so much to get to. Here's one to start us off, and we will cover every which a- angle of this. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven and double eight double three. Here's one to start us off. Scott Razor Robertson, describe Razor in one word from your perspective. Because I know we, you know, you know him as he, Kempe, you've spoken to him and observed him. I'm a fan of him. Double eight, double three. We've all seen him go about his work. We all have different perspectives on Razor. One word. That's what I want. 